Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Christus vincit, Christus regnat, Christus imperat. O God, my God, to Thee do I watch at the break of day. And in thy name, I will lift up my hands. Good morning, everybody. You made it. You survived past the weekend. It's Monday, and we're going to start off the week really well this time. It's Monday, May the 23rd, 2022. And let me ask you something. Have you ever heard of the exorcism of Nicola Aubrey or the triumph of the Blessed Sacrament in that case? The greatest stories ever told are Catholic But good storytellers are very few and far in between. So at 35 past the hour, we invited Sebastian Konarski to join us to talk about his production process, the awesome projects that uh, he's working on, and how we can take back the storytelling space to present films that point the heart and mind to God. And then at 15 past the hour, we're going to discuss the potential excommunication of Nancy Pelosi. That was many years in the making. Uh, As you know, certain politicians claim to be Catholic, and they uh, say it with one one side of their mouth. On the other side of the mouth, they uh, promote things that are completely devious, uh, dangerous to the faith, and just ultimately evil. Plus, there's going to be breaking news and stories, uh, stories that you should know, keep an eye on, and gospel of the day and saint of the day. And uh, joining us today, this morning, we have... A person that uh, needs no introduction. He's really a myth, a legend. Uh, some would even consider to be uh, some sort of apparition, maybe? I, I don't know. But joining us this Monday, special guest appearance, is the man. The oh, myth, my. The legend. Jesus Robles. What am I to say after all of that? My goodness, this is awesome. It, um, it, it's, it's exciting to be sharing this uh, this morning with uh, with you guys, and of course, Adrian Fonseca's right here. Oh my goodness, I, I am just just shocked. I am amazed. You know, uh, again, at, at, on the twenty third of this month. To be here uh, helping out in the show uh, that's nationwide. Good morning to all my friends over there in the northeast of the United States. Beautiful weather out there, and of course, uh, down south. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, do you remember our inside joke last time you were here? Uh, of course, of course. Okay, Sinaloa. So, uh, Sinaloa. Okay, then yes. we're back. I'm, I'm on cue. I'm on cue, baby, right here. Back. And yes. speaking of being back, we also have Adrian Fonseca. Mr. Adrian Fonseca. Howdy, howdy. And twos. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. It was a great weekend. A it very was, long weekend, but, you know, praise be to God. It was a joy. I went fishing with my grandpa. And my little Did you sister, catch I caught one fish. It was uh, <laughs> just a little baby, little tiny catfish. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My sister caught her first fish, <laughs> and but my grandpa caught like thirteen fish. Wow! And my uh, cousin caught like ten. Was it a catfish? Uh, so yeah, mostly catfish. <laughs> catfish? Uh. My cousin caught a crab with oh, a fishing wow. pole. I was like, really? I've never. I've never seen anybody do that before, but you know, crazy <laughs> to God, it was a it was a good time. Did you make caldo soup? Yeah, some soup. Make, yeah. Nah, we threw everything back. No, we, everything back. Come we, on. we just cash and release. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't keep nothing. Well, the catfish, yeah, yeah, that, that's I heard that it just tastes nasty. So. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, but it was fun. Need it was fun though. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a great weekend too. My mom was in town, and uh, we we had our first family outing. We went out to Kima Pier, 
And I think that's what you call it, right? Kima Pier? Kima Boardwalk. Kima Boardwalk. Yes. That's where it is. Yeah. So we rode all the rides. My, my poor little daughter, she didn't like the rides. She's only uh, like nine months old, so it was oh, terrifying for her. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fantastic. Such a, such a good weekend. God is so good, you know, to, to mm-hmm. be able to spend those little moments with your family is just incredible. Yes, it is. But, uh, well, we got a lot to cover today. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say, look, if you like Catholic Drive Time, you want to keep, inf- keep informed as to what we're doing here, you want to you see what we do on the back end, you should join our email list. And you can do that by going to grnonline.com slash cdt. Or you can go and uh, pull out your phone. Maybe don't do it while you're driving. And Jesus, you know you shouldn't do this, right? No, you you're going to get cited. You get you pull people over all the time. When Absolutely. They do this, right? When they're playing with the phone, they're going to get cited. Okay, we'll do it sneakily. <laughs> Just kidding. Do, do <laughs> do pull sneakily. over, pull over, and text G R N to four two eight two eight. That's G R N to four two eight two eight. And every Thursday, Joe McLean sends out an awesome email with a piece of entertainment, it keeps you abreast as to what we're doing here, and uh, it's it really a fantastic way to uh, to keep in contact with us. And we do it just once a, once a week. So we're not harassing you, but we do harass you once. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive into the show uh, by praying the Memorare. And let's offer this prayer for all of your holy intentions. And I ask you, please, to keep our, our listeners in your prayers, especially a young man who has apostatized from the faith. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. And now, your breaking news and stories. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Monday, May 22nd, and here's a roundup of your headlines. Breitbart reports GOP rubber stamps Joe Biden's $900 million for more immigration from Ukraine. House and Senate Republicans, who voted to give $40 billion in additional taxpayer funding to Ukraine, also helped rubber stamp $900 million to fund President Joe Biden's mass immigration priorities. That boondongle package includes $900 million to fund more immigration from Ukraine, even as thousands of Ukrainians pile up at the southern border to get into the U.S. As part of those millions in funds, Ukrainians will be provided with medical services, housing money, and cultural and linguistically appropriate services. The Hill reports Energy Department plans a $3.5 billion plan to mitigate carbon removal. The Biden administration announced that it was launching a program that would put $3.5 billion toward the removal of carbon from Earth's atmosphere. The administration has set an ambitious goal of reducing U.S. carbon emissions by half by 2030. And the Energy Department projects that carbon dioxide removal will need to remove CO2 by the gigaton, or about the equivalent of the yearly emissions of 250 million vehicles. The AP reports late spring Colorado snowstorm knocks out power for 210,000 people. And the Washington Examiner reports Jif peanut butter recalled over salmonella outbreak in 12 states. The products being recalled include multiple varieties of peanut butter and all have the lot code numbers between 1274425 and 
0425. Customers can find this information printed on the back of the container. If a container of the peanut butter does not have these codes on it, customers are encouraged to throw the container away immediately. Now, if you're driving right now and you miss that part, you can always tune in on uh, grnonline.com slash cdt and get those codes again. But I'm going to repeat them one more time. 1274425 and 2140425. Those are the lot codes on Jif Peanut Butter. Those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. John Baptist de Rossi. St. John Baptist, also known as Giovanni Baptista de Rossi, was born on February 22, 1698 in Voltaggio, Italy. He studied philosophy and theology under the Dominicans at the Dominican College of St. Thomas, or the Angelicum. John's desire to grow in holiness sometimes led him to be going overboard in his practices of voluntary mortification, and his austerity nearly ruined his health. He also began to have fits of epilepsy, and he struggled with these for the rest of his life. John wanted dearly to become a priest, and under normal circumstances, his epileptic fits would have excluded him from the priesthood. However, he was granted a special dispensation. He devoted himself to serving Rome's sick, homeless, and prostitutes. During one of his sermons, John stated to his fellow priests, Ignorance is the leprosy of the soul. How many such lepers exist in the church here in Rome, where many people don't even know what's necessary for their salvation? It must be our business to try to cure this disease. The souls of our neighbors are in our hands, and yet how many are lost through our fault? The sick die without being properly prepared because we have not given time or care enough to each particular case. Yet with a little more patience, a little more perseverance, a little more love, we could have led these poor souls to heaven. The poor come to church tired and distracted by their daily troubles. If you preach a long sermon, they can't follow you. Give them one idea that they can take home, not a half dozen, or one will drive out the other and they will remember none. In 1738, John became dangerously ill and was sent to Civita Castigliana to regain his health. While there, the bishop residing in that location pushed him to hear confessions. And after reviewing his moral theology, John received the special faculty of hearing confessions in any of, the Rome, of Rome's churches. Two months later, he returned to Rome and John rarely left his room. In September 1763, he celebrated Mass at Santa Maria in Cosmeden, telling them those present that he would be dying soon. In December, he was found in his room unconscious after suffering a violent seizure. He remained unconscious for a day, and he was given viaticum, the special prayers of the reception of the Holy Eucharist given to the gravely ill and dying. He was also given the anointing of the sick, also called last rites, when it's administered right before death. St. John Baptist de Rossi passed to the Lord whom he loved with such true devotion on the May of 23, 1764, in his bedroom in Trinità de Pellegrini, he was canonized December 8, 1881 by Pope Leo XIII. St. John Baptist de Rossi, pray for us. Praise be, praise be to Jesus Christ. Praise be to Jesus Christ. It's a gospel this morning from John 15 to 26. It says, he says, Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me, and you also testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think 
he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their hour comes, when the hour comes, you may remember that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the commentary from uh, Father Francis Martin states, of course, that John uh, dives into the role of the third person of the Trinity and why uh, he is so vital in our daily battles. God. But this is a moving, a consuming, a breathing God. Right? In, 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 this, uh, in this gospel, John writes about the persecution. Th this you see in the synoptics. And of course, when the advocate comes, uh, who, will, uh, who I will send from the Father, he says, uh, and Peter also declares this in the book of Acts about the promise of receiving the Spirit and pouring it out. He will testify to me, and you will also testify to me. Uh, testify means uh, the witness. John and the whole church and, and the whole Christians are always on trial. The paraclete comes and is, is involved in, in juridical altercations uh, and acts as a counselor, as, as a person that's going to strengthen you, as a person that's going to be interceding uh, before the judge. We're all witnesses and the Spirit counsels us and gives us the wisdom to confront our persecutors. I was blind and now I can see. A witness has first-hand knowledge. John Notice this, he never said evangelize. He uses the word witness. You must know about him. The Spirit witnesses and it pours, us, pours into us so that we may pour that knowledge that the Spirit has given us to testify to the Lord. He warns them, I told you this so that you may not fall away. They are going to think that they're doing the right thing, that they're doing holy things when they kill you because they don't know me or the Father. They can't testify to me. I tell you this so that when that moment comes, you don't think that things have gone out of my control. I am God, right? It says, I am God and I am totally in control. This will happen to you, but remain in peace. The peace that I give you, not the peace of the world. Brothers and sisters, even in our death, we give testimony and we help in the conversion of so many people, as we will see later on in the program, in the exorcism of Nicola Albury, we'll see how the horrors that were enacted on her also serve as a way to convert. Now, stay with us. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing the, the segment of what's concerning us in less than two minutes here in Catholic Drive Time. Stick with us. We'll be right back in less than two minutes. It's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Unbelievers often reject religion because it sometimes causes conflict. They'll say, science will fly you to the moon, religion will fly you into buildings. Is this a rational basis for rejecting religion? The answer is no, and here's the reason. First, just because something causes conflict doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. For example, many wars have been fought over land. Does this mean we should do away with the right to private property? I don't think so. 
Second, the objection doesn't specify which religions cause war. It may belong to the essence of some religions to spread its message by the sword, and these we should reject, but it doesn't belong to all religions. So, to the question, should I reject religion because it causes conflict? The answer is no. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Praise be to God. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. It's Monday, May the 23rd. And we're almost done with this month. It's pretty surprising how fast time flies, huh? We've got a really awesome week for you this, this week. A lot of awesome guests. We'll talk about that a little bit in the after segment. But um, there is, as Joe says, uh, things that are concerning us. And they may be concerning to you. And I'm sure you might have heard the, uh, the news that came out this weekend regarding Nancy Pelosi. Now, Nancy Pelosi has a track record of speaking for abortion. She's for abortion. Uh, pretty extreme. She has also a knack of trying to tie in the Catholic faith in support <laughs> with her verbiage for abortion, for really vile things, things that cry to heaven for vengeance. And here's an article from LifeSite that uh, talks a little bit about that because she was, in a very soft way, maybe excommunicated? Who knows? But the, the, uh, the headline is, San Francisco Archbishop bars pro-abortion Nancy Pelosi from Holy Communion. A Catholic legislator who supports procured abortion after knowing the teaching of the church commits a manifestly grave sin which is a cause of serious scandal to others the article begins san francisco archbishop salvatore cordelione has instructed speaker of the house representative nancy pelosi an outspoken pro-abortion democrat not to present herself for holy communion in his diocese he says quote you are not to present yourself for holy communion and should you do so, you are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. In essence here, he is separating her from the church. And he continues, Until such time as you publicly repudiate your advocacy for the legitimacy of abortion and confess and receive absolution of this grave sin in the sacrament of penance, Corleone wrote to Pelosi in a notification delivered yesterday and published today. As of press time, the webpage on the Archdiocese of San Francisco, the Archdiocese of San Francisco posted a letter displayed an error message, but actually it's back. This article has not been updated. The Catholic Church teaches that the Eucharist is the literal body, blood, soul, and divinity of our blessed Lord Jesus. The Church teaches that no Catholic who has committed a mortal sin is to present himself or herself for Holy Communion until he or she has confessed that sin in the sacrament of confession. And I just want to pause here. Uh, this is something that, that uh, I, I've thought about, and I'm sure maybe you've thought about too. Think about how short the confession lines are most of the time. I mean, it's, it's not like that everywhere. Of course, there are exceptions. I've seen exceptions for sure. Actually, there was a parish that I would go to. The confession lines were almost two hours long, <laughs> which, is, which is good, praise be to God. But think about how many people present themselves for Holy Communion, and 
you never ever see them in line for confession. And the church teaches that you cannot receive Holy Communion in a state of mortal sin. Why? Because you heap a condemnation into yourself. Now the article continues. Canon 915 of the Church's Code of Canon Law instructs that those who have been excommunicated or interdicted after the imposition or declaration of the penalty and others obstinately preserving and manifest grave sin are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. A Catholic legislator who supports procured abortion after knowing the teaching of the Church commits a manifestly grave sin which is a cause of most serious scandal to others. Therefore, universal church law provides that such persons are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. This is from the Code of Canon Law, wrote Cordelioni. Quoting a 2004 letter to U.S. bishops from the then-Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger regarding communion for pro-abortion politicians, Cordelioni told the Speaker of the House, I am grateful to you for the time you have given me in the past to speak about these matters. Unfortunately... I have not received such an accommodation to my request to speak with you again since you vowed to codify the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision in federal law following upon passage of Texas's Senate Bill 8 last September. This is why I communicated my concerns to you via letter on April 7, 2022 and informed you there that you should not publicly that you should not publicly repudiate your advocacy for abortion rights or else refrain from referring to your Catholic faith in public and receiving Holy Communion. I would have no other choice but to make a declaration in keeping with Canon 915 that you are not to be admitted for Holy Communion, the Archbishop continued. Now, let's take a look at Canon 915. Canon 915 in the Code of Canon Law says, those who have been excommunicated or interdicted after the imposition or declaration of the penalty and others obstinately preserving and manifest grave sin are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. And so we see here a very softball way of saying perhaps she is excommunicated, or at least, at the very least, she has an interdiction against her. And this is because she has spoken out in public. Now, we have to understand, right? This person works in the public sphere. This person wields influence. This person has much sway. People look up to her somehow. I don't know how. Why? but they do, and Catholics sometimes look up to her for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe they've lost their sense of uh, common sense. I don't know. But when she speaks with the influence that she holds, this mm -hmm. influence of office, she is softly or overtly telling these people that her views on abortion are okay, despite the fact that they are not in terms of our faith. And it's good, you know, we have, to, we have to give credit where it's due. I appreciate when uh, our hierarchy steps up to the plate and they say things like this. They take a stand. It's, it's so rare to see these days. I wish it was more common. And I congratulate Archbishop Corleone from uh, San Francisco for stepping up to the plate and, and saying something serious. However, I feel that this is a very soft way of saying that... Uh, Nancy Pelosi is excommunicated without having to say the words. What, what, what do you guys think about this? 
It's it's true. It's 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 one of those things that uh, I mean he he has to say something, and we've been waiting for for this for a long time. And Nancy's a public figure, and she does every time she speaks up there, and she says that abortion is is a, is a good thing. You know, a lot of Catholics that are not well formed, and a lot of Christians out there believe that because it's legal, it's the right thing to do. And since she's, she's Catholic, she's witnessing in a false way. She's testifying in a wrong way about what. Catholics uh, do believe in, so there has to be a public statement. There's got to be a rebuke to mm -hmm. that to make it clear to the rest of the Catholic world that it is not acceptable and that she's not speaking for the rest of Catholics. And, and I'm, I'm excited that he did that. And of, and, of course, I'm sure he's doing it in a very calculated way to see and yeah. wait uh, what, what, <laughs> the, uh, what the outbreak or the outburst is going to be from, from the political sphere. I mean, it is. A, a, as a bishop, as an archbishop, he, it's a political spot. And everything you say is, is, is being uh, blasted everywhere else. So let's see what's going to happen. I'm really curious. Yeah, so since everybody is saying good things, I feel obliged to uh, mm -hmm. be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> no! Uh, I mean, someone's got to do it. So the uh, one thing, my only concern is that, like Rudy said, it seems to be an excommunication, mm -hmm. but it's not quite an excommunication. And so the problem here is that it comes off as political, as many liberals are coming out and saying, they're saying, oh, well, this is purely a political move. And in a sense, I mean, it is a political move. It's also for the salvation of their own soul. And mm -hmm. it's been, they've been backed up by Bishop Aquila, by uh, Bishop Olmstead, I believe, by, uh, by Bishop of Tyler, Texas, Bishop Strickland, mm -hmm. a number of other bishops who I just can't remember off the top of my head, so I can't give them all their comeuppance. But the, the, this is very important that there be a form of excommunication. If you've never seen the movie, which is, uh, what is the name of the movie? Help me out here. Where they have uh, the excommunication scene in it, the famous excommunication where the bishop comes out and he oh. formally excommunicates the prince for killing, uh, for uh, having Beckett. one of the... Pr Beckett. Beckett, Beckett, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And he comes out and he has all his entourage come out and the symbolic nature... Of it, because our faith is an incarnational faith. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to build not just a sacred order in the church, but a sacral society. Mm -hmm. We have to bring the sacred and permeate through society. So by having those kind of, and we're going to talk about this in a second in the next segment with our our guest, that there is elements of the world that need to be shown the truth of the faith, having shrines on the street corners, having mm -hmm. these public displays of devotion to Our Lady by having rosary rallies, by having processions down the streets, these kind of things. And excommunication is a clear and a ginormous blow to the revolution that shows, hey, mm -hmm. this is not just a political thing. This is not just some small thing that's between... Uh, me and Nancy Pelosi, this is something that affects the church. Yes. This is something that affects the body of Christ yeah. itself. And I think that's something that we should uh, advocate for while still mm -hmm. congratulating these bishops and promoting them and saying, hey, y'all did a great job. Praise be to God. This is something that we should encourage. We need to encourage this more among our bishops. So not to knock them, just say, Let's, that's good. Let's keep moving forward and yep. building a sacred society. Completely agree. Yeah, you know, optics are so important. You know this. You know this, dear right. listener. Optics are really important. And, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, being an artist, too. Optics are super important when you, when you have a, a project that you're proposing, you're putting it out on the table. It has to have good optics. And the church has to remember that. The church has forgotten it since, uh, I don't know, since when, but pretty, uh, pretty recently, the church has dropped the optics, right? The, the, the visuals of regalia of royalty they are you know they are 
they are in uh, custody of the church. And who's, whose church is it? It's Christ the king's. And ultimately, the king has his say. Uh, and he's always going to be king. And he's king right now, and he's king forever. Our, our Lord is king, and he continues to reign. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people uh, it, it tend to go out, and, and elections are coming up, right? And they separate mm. church from state when they go vote. Yeah. And, and they, and, uh, even though, as Catholics, we know and we reject abortion and all of its evils, we, we tend to go vote for these people that, are, that don't care about abortion, and they vote for it. And and we are aware that we're actually cooperating with this by by participating in that in that election and voting for those people and forgetting that abortion it is one of the greatest evils that exists in our society. You are killing you are you're killing a child in the womb, and therefore when you go vote, you always keep this stuff in mind. You got to keep that these elections have consequences, and these consequences will affect us for the rest of our lives. So it, it, take your private life also to the voting. Uh, place take your your personal uh, convictions your per, your faith into this put it in there uh, a lot of people say I, I, I'm not going to vote for that candidate because he's he's against abortion and I don't want to I don't want uh, to push myself on anybody else bro they're asking you your vote your vote <laughs> they're not asking you to think for that other person they're thinking they're asking to for you to vote your conscience on that ballot so and that's the moment to exercise your conscience on that ballot. You know, if you don't agree with abortion, vote like that. You know? It, yes. It, don't, don't just put that on the side. Don't ignore it. Abortion is a great evil, and, and it's going to be there when we continue to support these candidates. That are, they're horrible on this, on this matter. I don't get excited when there is a Catholic running for office because i got to see what, the, what, what the, they're all about. Exactly. It, and yeah. it usually is lukewarm. <laughs> yes, our faith is not meant to be a bushel basket. It's not meant to be hidden under a bushel basket. It's meant to be out in the open. Our political views, they're not formed separately from our faith. They have to be informed by our faith. May the most sacred heart of our blessed Lord reign in every single heart and in every single nation. May it be so. We've got to do it with our vote, with our conscience. See you back in a minute. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march, while women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and now more headlines. 
The Epic Times reports, Taiwan not included in launch of new Biden Indo-Pacific PAC. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan confirmed that Taiwan isn't among the governments signed up for the launch of the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. It's a pact that's meant to allow the United States to work more closely with key Asian economies on issues like supply chains, digital trade, clean energy, and anti-corruption. The inclusion of the self-ruled island of Taiwan, with the, which the Chinese regime claims as its own but doesn't actually uh, govern it, would have irked Beijing. Breitbart News reports, London Council claimed three-month-old babies are racially biased. Islington Council in London has in the past published claims that babies as young as three, three months old, uh, babies as young as three months old, can show racial bias demanding, de, de, uh, de, excuse me, demanding that extremely young children should be talked about the issue of race. Appearing in a post originally uploaded by an account associated with the Islington Council in 2021, the claim appeared alongside another which said that white children are strongly biased in favor of whiteness by the time they turn five years old as well as a link to material produced by the state-owned BBC on how to talk to toddlers about race. I don't know if they've ever tried to talk to a toddler before, but uh, it's almost impossible. And anyway, this is absurd. The Epic Times reports metal worker sues ex-employer Arconic for religious intolerance. A longtime Metalworks employee is suing his former employee, Pittsburgh-based Arconic, for religious discrimination after he was fired for expressing on an anonymous company survey that his religious, uh, his religious-based objection to the use of the rainbow to represent sexual identity. As you know, the rainbow has been co-opted by the, uh, the LGBT movement to represent uh, their movement, but the rainbow actually was uh, first used as a symbol to, to, uh, from God to show Noah that he would never again flood the earth, even though we deserve it. Snyder is seeking com compens compensatory and punitive damages against the company for religious discrimination and retaliation because of his religion under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Iowa Civil Rights Act. In his comment, Snyder objected to the company's use of the rainbow to promote Gay Pride Month stating briefly that the use of the rainbow may, was an abomination to God because the rainbow is not meant to be a sign for sexual gender. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. And now, joining us via Zoom is Sebastian Konarski. He's a Catholic actor and filmmaker, and he's working on several different projects at the moment to restore, as I said at the beginning of the hour, to restore the... the uh, the, the, the storytelling space to present films that point the heart and the mind to God. Welcome, Mr. Konarski. Thank you for having me. Good morning. I appreciate you joining us. It's so exciting to talk to uh, an, a Catholic artist, you know, a person who, who has the, the means to produce something wonderful with their, their time, their talent. And uh, I thank you so much for being with us this morning. Sure. Sebastian, you know, uh, there's a lot of different stories in the church. There's, there's so many stories that have been untold, but really the stories that come and are told from a Catholic perspective tend to be the best stories ever told. Isn't that right? That's absolutely correct, yeah. And uh, 
Go ahead. And, and there's a good history of it, too, in the church. Yeah, it's true. You know, I think this is something that we have to take back. We have to present these stories again, because these stories, they, they direct our hearts, right? They, they allow us to think about things that are higher. I think about entertainment today, and entertainment today is very, it's disposable. Just like a lot of things that we have in our culture today, it's all very disposable, right? We just tune in when we want to. There's no real substance there. We just, we just watch it to be entertained, to maybe turn ourselves off and, and close our mind off to, to whatever reality that we're facing. It's a lot of escapism. What do you, what do you say to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a lot of it is kind of cheap, too. You know, it's, um, it, it glorifies the good instead of glorifying. I mean, sorry, it glorifies the bad. It, it glorifies <laughs> evil instead of glorifying good, you know, and, and uh, instead of glorifying the divine. So that's kind of what we're trying to bring back, to glorify the good and to bring beauty back to films and movies and bring glory back to the church, too, to bring beauty back to the church. So... You know, I think this is something that people bring up constantly, and it's kind of hammered over and over again. They're saying, oh, you know, the, these cheesy Christian films are just not very good. You have God's Not Dead at number 10, and it's, you know, the same story <laughs> over and over again. The uh, filmmaking itself is, you know, it's okay. The acting is okay. The story itself is meh. And, uh, but yet... And like Rudy was saying a second ago, and you and I talked about this uh, a couple days ago, the church used to be the patron of the arts. I'm thinking of the Medici family, and even yeah. for all the problems of the Medici family that they had, I mean, some of the Medicis were not very good people, some of them were very great people, but they had this Catholic sense, a Catholic sense that understood the glory of art and the glory that, it, that all the tools that we have at our disposal are, should be used for God. I'm thinking of, like, imagine how great it must be to be a tree that is used to become something beautiful for God, to become an icon. Uh, use, imagine the ink that's used to make something glorify, glorifying God. The gold so, on the altar. The gold on the altar. Yeah. What mo better use of that gold than being on the altar of God? And so with the, your skills in filmmaking, skills in acting, skills in these kind of things, Tell me about that, uh, using our skills and these kind of things for the glory of God and doing it well and not doing it poorly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a really good point, doing it well. Um, you know, when you mentioned uh, gold on the altar and you can never have enough for the glory of God. You know what I mean? You can, you can deck the whole church out in gold and it'll still... You can still do more. That's the great thing about art is that you mentioned the Medici family. Yeah, some of them, you know, some of them are known to be not good characters, but look at what they did and how God rewarded them a hundredfold. I mean, they were patrons of, you know, Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci and Raphael and Machiavelli, and they constructed the, they financed the construction of St. Peter's Basilica, they were, God rewarded them that hundred times over. And I mean, I want to mention that like if we're, when we're looking for investors for our projects, you know, we're not looking to get enriched by it to, you know, just make a ton of money. It's like, well, what kind of investment can I re get returned? It's like, well, the salvation of souls really, yeah. that's why we're in it, you know, to give my talent to the glory of God, to bring people back to the church. So, uh, 
In order to do that, I, I have to do a great job like those guys did. You know, those guys didn't come in and say, well, we're going to win souls back to the church by doing a good job. No, they did a, they were naturally talented and gave that talent without thinking what, wh- how many souls am I going to bring back? They just brought that beautiful talent. And the result was, for example, the Sistine Chapel, people came in and they, they saw the art and they were catechized on this. They were catechized and they were, you know, converted on the spot if they weren't Catholics, you know, that that's the effect that, art should have that's the effect that the beauty should have it draws to the to the divine so yeah that's that's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's what we're doing you know and that's um, a great point you know when when we we think about this this renewal of the of the arts you know where it seems as if we're sitting on the the precipice of a, a, a Catholic Renaissance in art because we have all of the tools that are disposable at the moment and you know, it also brings to mind there's there's but the thing that we don't have is we don't have the the church being the patron of the arts because a lot of the times when artists come in they have an idea like I spoke to uh, to Cameron O'Hearn who did the Mass of the Ages film and he talks yeah. about how initially when he was trying to pitch the film churches were were saying well you know uh, that's fascinating that you're doing that however I I can't really contribute to that and and so. Have you encountered that yourself? That uh, that you you want to bring forth these great uh, stories. You want to convert the, the 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 souls out there. You're doing it for the great greater good of souls. But maybe you haven't encountered uh, people who are willing to to pitch in that 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 uh, monetary uh, funds to make this happen. I have yes, uh, and it's funny because I spoke when I when I met Cameron. I spoke to him about that too, and he kind of. Ah, yeah, I I got that too. I get it. He, uh, I'm so glad that he understood that we were both on the same page. We have this great idea, and I'm praying that you know people can they can understand that this is a revival of the of the arts, and that it is important, and that beauty is important to the church. Because I, where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong with, you know, I got, I got to say this, but I mean, the Protestants, they do a good job bringing money in. They really do a good job. Do they do a good job with the movies that they make? Not really. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you come out of the theater seeing it, like you mentioned, God's Not Dead in those other films. You come out of the theater saying, Oh yeah, that was nice. It's okay. Uh, I feel good, I guess. It didn't really it wasn't profound. <laughs> it, it didn't really affect your heart. It didn't really make you run to confession or the, any of the sacraments, right. which is what we wanted to, you know, like for example, the audiobook. Um, hold that thought. Hold uh, that thought. We're going to we're going to take a small break here, but we'll come back after the break and I'd love to ask you some more stuff about what inspires your filmmaking. More Catholic Drive time. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Men, it's time. 
The men's march to end abortion and rally for personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Praise be to God. Thanks for joining us again for Catholic Drive Time. We're interviewing a friend of the show, Mr. Sebastian Konarski. He's a, uh, he's a Catholic filmmaker, Catholic storyteller. And uh, Sebastian, right before the break, you were discussing how Protestants do things in their films. They never really inspire us to go out and, and go to the sacraments or... You know, they make us feel good, for example, in a particular film. I mean, I've seen some Protestant films. I, I wouldn't say they're bad, but they're not exactly good either. But it, it, you're right. They don't inspire us to go and, and seek the sacraments. And I'm wondering, you know, what, what I think this, this kind of segues into what I'd like to ask you is, you know, what inspires you in your screenwriting? Like, how do you, how do you counteract that in your own personal work? Um. Well, my faith inspires me. My, Our Lady inspires me. Um, I'm also very, I want it to be great yeah. when I'm writing my stories. Uh, uh, when I'm writing, um, I want my acting to be great. I want it to inspire others as well. Um, I've, I, I, I guess I've been given a gift and a talent, and I want to be able to show that to others. You know, um, I love to entertain. I love to make people laugh and cry as well. So I'm going to continue doing that, you know. Um, and I love great stories too. That's another thing. I, I, I think people have forgotten the love of stories. And we, we, are, we are built to tell and love stories. I mean... We've also lost touch with that as well. I mean, we watch some of the TV and film that's out there, and a lot of it is pushing an agenda. A lot of it's pushing a message. And that's not to say that some of the Protestant films are doing that as well. And they're, they're, they are so focused on that that they, they kind of skimp out on, you know, writing and directing and lighting and audio and casting i mean the list goes on you know i don't want to i don't want to focus on all the things that they don't get right you know right. but now talking about that uh that uh, uh story storytelling nicola Aubrey, there is a an exorcism that uh you were able to narrate uh, on on a book 
uh, that you were able yes. to tell. And of course, I was I was checking this out around two o'clock in the morning, and I was kind of <laughs> terrified. I had to stop <laughs> checking out that <laughs> that book. Uh, and again, and, th- and then you're doing another story about police officers from Boston and coming to Texas. I think you need to change that story around a little bit. But uh, go, going back to this uh, exorcism, tell us tell us how you're able to um, th- this film that you're working on or that you're that you're doing. How are you able to make this this film without you know going into all the craziness of the exorcisms and and the blasphemies and all that stuff? Because I know you're not into all that other stuff. Well, so the book actually started out on um, I was given this book. It was suggested to me by Steve Cunningham of the Census Fidelium Channel. He told me about it and he said, "Hey, yeah, go read read this book and make a movie out of it." And I said, "Okay, well." Because I, I offered him some of, you know, I offered him my voice to maybe narrate something. And he said, yeah, no, read this book. And I said, no, what do you really want me to do? And he goes, read this book. It's a great story. No one's heard of it. Make a movie out of it. Mm. So I read the book, and I absolutely loved it. I really enjoyed it. And I said, I have to, people have to know about the story because it's out of print. You can't really go to the local bookstore and buy it. So it's available online. I'm just going to narrate it and get it out there and start writing the script. So I did that, and I was I was surprised by the reaction. There's so many people that loved it, and uh, why isn't a movie like this made? So I started writing the script, and it's been – the audiobook has been a blessing to me because I learned so many things about the church, and it's made me personally grow spiritually and run – to the sacraments and the importance of the blessed sacrament and how it's, it's, I mean, what is the percentage? 70% of Catholics don't believe in the true presence. Yeah. It's a staggering statistic for sure. That's that's astonishing, you know? And when you listen to this audio book, I mean, I've had people tell me that they've ran to confession because of it, or they, they just didn't know the, the, that the blessed sac- that true presence of our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity. So, I mean, how can this story not be told? So, I've grown spiritually by by reading it, by writing it now, and I want to, I want to, I want the others to grow spiritually as well. And so, what happened during the exorcism of Nicola Aubrey, which is the the book that you're discussing? You did the the uh, audiobook version of it. It's based off of a book from 1877 uh, called right. the uh, the Triumph of the Blessed Sacrament and the Possession of Nicola Aubrey. What exactly happened in this French uh, uh, exorcism? So, at the time in France, what was going on? A little background: um, it was the religious war in France, where the Protestants were attacking the Catholics. I think around two million people died because of it. And this girl was possessed in a small town. Um, it, it, it explains more in the book why she was possessed, um, but she was possessed by thirty demons. And wow. the bishops and the priests decided to make it a public exorcism, and it was witnessed by over 150,000 people, both Catholics and Protestants, and there were many conversions from it. And the head, the chief uh, possessor was actually Listen to the audiobook. I don't want to say his name and give glory to any demons or anything yeah, yeah, like that's that. that's fine. Well, speaking but, of, you know, that idea of you know, not wanting to give glory to the demons. 
you know, one thing that I really liked when I was talking to you was about how you were saying how you will never have a movie where you're going to have blasphemy in the movie. You're not going to have these things. Because one of the things, and we talked about this, was I was really upset whenever I paid for a Daily Wire subscription because, you know, they were making some movies. And I was like, you know, I really want to see some good movies that are not necessarily going to be beating me over the head with sending me a conservative message. But I just want to watch a good movie that's I don't have to avert my eyes and have to worry about keeping custody of my eyes the whole movie. And then yeah. sure enough, the first movie that comes out by them is has a scene where a girl takes her clothes off. And I was like, what? Why? Why am I going to pay money so I can watch a movie on the this platform and I could go to the theater and see something very similar? And that really right. made me upset. Uh, so um, you were telling me how what you're doing is going to be different. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, no blasphemy, no nudity, no cursing. Um, uh, who was it, Rudy, that mentioned earlier about my Boston cop going to Texas? Oh, that's our, our good friend Jesus Robles. Police officer Jesus, Robles. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so... No nudity, no blasphemy, no cursing. I mean, I love, I love shoot 'em up films. I'm, a, I love action stuff. There's going to be violence in it, but there's going to be Catholic virtue in it as well. So, but nudity and, vi and 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 cursing and blasphemy. Every time my wife and I watch a show, we hear blasphemy so many times. Uh, by the time that we get ten minutes into the show or the film, it's like it's. Constantly bowing our heads and making reparation for someone taking our Lord's name in vain away. I mean, it's gotten so ingrained in the culture that writing something without taking our Lord's name in vain away is just, its I guess now it's just so profoundly against the culture, I guess. So we want to we normalize bringing back no, not even just a... a, a you know, OMG or taking our Lord's name in vain away. We don't want any of that. And we want to normalize that as well because it's been so normalized to hear, you know, blasphemy in a show, even a good show that doesn't have any nudity or cursing in it. You know, that's still yeah. included. I Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I think a lot of Catholics uh, inadvertently understand that. Uh, I, I wish more people would understand that too, that you know the language that we use; it has to it has to uh, reflect the sacredness of God. And if we're watching films that that contain blasphemy, that just contain really crass language all the time, well, it affects the way that we think about the faith. And I appreciate you know that Catholics are are really taking back the storytelling space, you know, and being able to to bring forward things that are actually watchable. Like I. I have, I'm, you know, I have a daughter, and I, I worry about her. She's only nine months old, but uh, you know, she'll be, she'll be old enough soon. Time is flying, right? And I don't want her to watch things that are going to corrupt her young mind. In a similar manner, you know, as an adult, you're watching these things, and it's not good for your soul. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 young people are so impressionable on the stuff that's out there. It's gotten to the point where. You can't watch anything anymore. You, I, I have so many friends that have kids, and they're like, you know what? We don't watch anything. We just read books. We just read the great books. You know, a lot of people are just reading, having their kids read, you know, C.S. Lewis and Chesterton and Tolkien, and that's it. That's all they can do. We don't. Some yeah. families don't even have a TV. <laughs> that's right. You know, or let me ask and, you and, this. Let me ask you this. Sure. You know, you're you're going into a, sort of a almost like a, a, a you're going into a battle with a giant. Right. I mean, because 
if you're trying to distribute yeah. your film, it's very hard for you to do it through Hollywood because there's inevitably going to be a sort of compromise, right? They're going to say, no, we're going to take this out. We're going to make you do a specific thing here or use this kind of language. How do you see that, uh, that fight? And uh, how, do you, how do you plan on, on bringing forth your, your creation into the world? Great question. It's going to be a really hard fight, but I honestly I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try everything I can to to I mean, the idea of having our own distributing is is also on the table, but it starts with a lot of prayer first. Oh, uh, yeah. I we we must be grounded first in prayer, uh, devotion to the Holy Face, and Our Lady. Awesome. Being grounded in those things and those devotions. Love it. Uh, something will happen. Uh, We're uh, just almost out of time here. How do people support you? How do they find your work? Um, I am on Give, Send, Go. Give, Send, Go forward slash Flowering Thorn. Give, Send, Go forward slash Flowering Thorn. Awesome. Flowering Thorn. Thank you, Mr. Konarski. It's been awesome talking with you, and uh, we hope all the best for you. We really appreciate you. I'm sure you're going to be inspiring so many other Catholic artists to go forth into the world, create things for the greater glory of God, something we so desperately need. We need to bring forth these awesome Catholic stories. Why? Because they're the best. Because we have the best stories to tell. Don't go away. More Catholic Drive Time after the break here. Don't go away. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and I love you. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. 
Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join Hi, this is Joseph Earthman from St. Teresa's Parish in the beautiful Memorial Park. You are listening to KSHJ, 1430 AM, Catholic Radio for Houston. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Christus Vinci, Christus Regnat, Christus Imperat. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Appreciate you tuning in this morning. I'm Rudy Carlos. I'm filling in for Joe McLean today. I'm uh, typically the co-host here on the Catholic Drive Time show, but Joe is still away on his, uh, well, his daughter's on retreat, and I think they're driving back today from Alabama, so please keep them in your prayers. I'm sure he would appreciate that uh, so that he returns here safely. He'll be in tomorrow. And uh, we just wrapped up a really awesome conversation with Mr. Sebastian Konarski. He's a, a Catholic filmmaker. He's a writer, a producer. And uh, he's creating some really, really awesome Catholic stories. And he's got, uh, he's got a few projects in the pipeline. You can check out his work uh, on his website. I'll, I'll post that in our social media uh, uh, platforms. If you're tuning in to us via radio, you can search for us on YouTube, Odyssey, uh, LinkedIn. We're pretty much everywhere. Uh, Rumble as well, Odyssey, I think I mentioned. You can go on there and you can get the links for, uh, for today's uh, guest who, for his website, uh, so we appreciate that. It was a fascinating conversation, taking back the, uh, the, uh, the storytelling place that we have had for, for centuries, taking back and creating great art. It's been a fascinating conversation. appreciate him coming on. But, uh, you know, we're joined today with a very special guest also, but this one is here in the studio, and if you stick around for the after show, you may you may encounter what he brought with him, which I personally think is terrifying, uh, but uh, you may encounter what he brought in the after show, uh, but we're joined here by Mr. Jesus Robles. Good morning, Catholic Drive Time. This is an exciting morning. Yes, uh, we are rocking and rolling the second hour. We invite you to stick around. We have the gospel. Yes, the gospel. And uh, we have fear and trembling later on, so stick around. You might win some amazing prizes. The fun part is that on this Catholic uh, game show, you don't have to know the answers because we're going to be asking Rudy. We're going to be a- asking Adrian and see who's right and who's wrong. So stick around for that. Yes, and we got a new round of prizes this week, or rather a prize this week. And I I think you're going to like it a lot. It's uh, it's themed for the month coming up, so you're gonna you're gonna want to win this one really at the end of the week. It's going to be great. But also speaking of winners, we have Adrian Fonseca <laughs> on the ones and twos. What did I win? What did you win? <laughs> what did I win? Well, I'm excited. A you, once and you I never caught, win anything. You caught a fish. That's more <laughs> than me. I, I have not caught. I have not caught one yet. 
I went to I went out fishing for my grandfather's birthday. His birthday was on Saturday. Happy birthday, Grandpa! And we had a we went out fishing and it was great. He caught like thirteen fish. My cousin caught like ten, and uh, I caught like one. One, not like one. It was one. <laughs> it was only one. And so it was a good trip, though. I enjoyed being on the boat. I did not get seasick. So overall, a great trip. Very much enjoyed it. Happy birthday to my grandfather. But I had a great weekend. Spent a lot of time with friends and family. It was a blast. Now, Adrian, I noticed you didn't wear a suit while you were fishing. I know. I know. Mea culpa. Why not? Mea culpa. Mea maxima culpa. I don't have a proper fishing attire. I need to start, I need to start oh, buying uh, clothes and uh, a suits that I can wear to other things like uh, fishing, things like that. So just like a throw, like a like a play suit, something like that. Something <laughs> something that I can uh, that I can take out. You know, try to figure. Try to you know try to figure out what is a respectable wear for going out and like on hikes, on fishing trips, mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so and when I, normally when I go hiking, I'll wear like a flannel with a jean jacket and uh, something like that. But uh, well, you know, I'm just trying to figure out the best. When I'm the Pope, I'll just mandate wool for everything. Everybody has to wear wool. That'd be it's, great. It's God's fabric. It really it, is. Most religious orders don't actually <laughs> use wool on their habits anymore. Oh well, that's yeah. a shame. Better not be polyester because you're going to get excommunicado, and I'm going to do it for real. Last segment. We talked about uh, Archbishop Cordelioni out from San Francisco, how he softly excommunicated Nancy Pelosi. But I'm going to do it hard. I'm going to actually give you the, I'm mm. going to say it like Beckett, like you mentioned, Adrian. Beckett, I'm going to go out there. Excommunicate and anathema. <laughs> and then boom, throw the candles in. Amen. Well, we got a, another awesome hour this hour. We're going to do the Gospel of the Day, the Saint of the Day, just in case you missed it. We got another piece of good news. This one's going to really, it's going to be a tearjerker, I think, for sure. But uh, I want to I want to just say, look, we had some uh, we have one of our CDT insiders. We have a private Telegram chat. Occasionally, we open it up to our, our viewers and listeners. You can check it out on um, on uh, by by signing up to our our email list. So if you wanted to do that and wait to see when we open it up again, I think we're going to do it soon. Go on to grnonline.com/cdt or text grn to four two eight two eight. That's grn to four two eight two eight, and you'll be signed up for the email list. You might join our, our our Telegram chat. But somebody brought to our attention a really sad story, which is that a young man apostatized from the church, and he really needs our prayers. So I think we should offer to start off our hour. I think we should offer this this memorare. In, uh, in honor of this young man and, and for the restoration of his faith to, to come back to Holy Mother of the Church. So why don't we jump in and pray this memorare for him and also for your holy intentions, dear listener. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. And now, your good news story for the day. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Here's a piece of good news to share with you. This is an article from Breitbart. And uh, the headline goes like this. Texas restaurant owner provides free baby formula to families struggling to find product. Such a blessing. One Texas restaurant owner is doing all he can to feed the babies in his community amid the baby formula shortage that has swept the nation. 
Benji Arslanovsky, who owns Our Place Restaurant in Mansfield, Texas, has been giving away formula to local families who have been hard-pressed to find the precious product. During an interview on Fox News Channel's Fox and Friends Friday morning, he told host Steve Ducey that he was given, has given away more than 300 cans thus far, adding that Texas Health of Manfeld has offered to pitch in on the effort, on the effort by donating 105 cans of baby formula. Arslanovsky's effort first started when he ordered six cases of Gerber formula for the food service from a food service distributor, U.S. Foods, and then took to social media to alert families that he had the product in stock. Arslanovsky noted that he initially intended to sell the product at cost, but after the first interaction with a woman who needed formula, he decided that he needed, he needed to give the product away for free. He says, the first lady came in and was just so happy to have a can, I just couldn't charge her. And that uh, did that just created a spiral effect. I just couldn't see myself charging anybody, he said. I'm just trying to help feed some babies. The first six cases of baby formula were given away just hours last weekend, and Arzlanovsky promptly ordered another 20 cases. Trenda Franklin, who has an infant grandson and has been searching far and wide for formula, left her contact information with Our Place Restaurant, which provided her with formula when the delivery came in. She said, they called me to tell me that the formula had come, and when I had gotten there, they had a can waiting for me. This is such a blessing. It's been very stressful with gas prices the way they are, and having to go from place to place looking for formula only to be unsuccessful, it's very difficult. We were on our last can of baby formula for my grandson, and we only had enough to make about three or four more bottles, she said. Arzlanovsky is working on getting more of the product in stock, and he says, I'll keep doing this as long as people need it, as long as the U.S. Foods has formula in stock, and I'm just trying to give back to the community that has been so good to me. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint John Baptist de Rossi. Saint John Baptist de Rossi was also known as Giovanni Battista de Rossi. He was born on the February of the 22nd of February 1698 in Voltaggio, Italy. He studied philosophy and theology under the Dominicans at the Dominican College of Saint Thomas. John's desire to grow in holiness sometimes led him to going overboard in his practice of voluntary mortification, and his austerity nearly ruined his health. He also began to have fits of epilepsy. He struggled with these for the rest of his life. But John wanted dearly to become a priest, and under normal circumstances, his epileptic fits would have excluded him from the priesthood. However, he was granted a special dispensation. He devoted himself to serving Rome's sick, homeless, and prostitutes. And during one of his sermons, John stated to all his fellow priests, and I would say if uh, you're a priest listening to this, I would take his words to heart. He says, ignorance is the leprosy of the soul. How many such lepers exist in the church here in Rome, where many people don't even know what's necessary for their salvation? It must be our business to try to cure this disease. The souls of our neighbors are in our hands, and yet how many are lost through our fault? The sick die without being properly prepared because we have not given them time or care enough to each particular case. Yet with a little more patience and a little more perseverance and a little more love, we could have led these poor souls to heaven. The poor come to the church tired and distracted by their daily troubles. If you preach a long sermon, they can't follow you. Give them one idea that they can take home. Not half a dozen, or one will drive out the other and they will remember none. 
1738, John became dangerously ill and was sent to Civita Castellana to regain his health. While there, the bishop residing in that location pushed him to hear confessions. And after reviewing his moral theology, John received the special faculty of hearing confession in any of the churches in Rome. Two months later, he returned to Rome and John rarely left his room. In September 1763, he celebrated Mass at Santa Maria in Cosmedin, telling those present that he would be dying soon. In December, he was found in his room unconscious after suffering a violent seizure. He, remembered he remained unconscious for a day, and he was given holy viaticum and anointing of the sick. John Baptist de Rossi was praised, and he passed to the Lord whom he loved with such true devotion on the 23rd of May, 1764, in his bedroom in Trinita de Pellegrini. He was canonized on December 8, 1881, by Pope Leo XIII. St. John Baptist de Rossi, pray for us. Praise be to Jesus Christ. This morning we have the gospel out of the book of John 15:26. Jesus says to his disciples, when the Advocate comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to the me. And you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this, so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think that he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I have told you this so that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This Gospel talks about the third person in the Trinity. Of course, it tells us to trust in the Holy Spirit. Allow yourself to be used by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will testify to me. Jesus would send the Advocate and will not leave them alone to their own helplessness. He will teach them about the risen Jesus and impress His truth upon them. His truth will empower the apostles, will energize the apostles to preach Jesus in a hostile environment. Now, does this ring a bell uh, right now, at this point in time? Today, a hostile environment, the supermarkets, the, uh, our, our friends' uh, parties, our interactions with them, the, the reunions at our workplace, the churches, the Bible studies, sometimes we get into it because we, we, we defer on, on, on opinions, and the movements of trial and persecution. Matthew wrote about this in chapter 10, verse 9, for it will not be you who speak but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Trust the Spirit in these moments of trial. St. Augustine hits home, home run when he says, The Spirit will give testimony. You will also give testimony. He in your hearts, you in your voices. Allow yourself to be used by the Spirit. Jesus tells them of the persecution that they will be submitted to so that they remain faithful. Now, it's not the faithfulness that we hear about, that, that if you remain faithful in Jesus, you will prosper in every single thing that you do. Wealth will come and lay at your feet. No. Jesus speaks about the peace, the prosperity of peace when trial is on you. The peace that Jesus leaves, and, and he mentions yesterday in the gospel, uh, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives you, but, do I, but I, uh, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or be afraid. Remember, the truth is on your side when you allow the Spirit to dwell in you.
The Holy Spirit empowers Christians to live lives of love and holiness through their lives, to bear witness of the world uh, of the Father's love revealed in Jesus Christ. Trust the Spirit, continue moving forth in everything that you do and your daily works like Opus Day while you work. Preach God by your actions. Now, remain with us because later on, in about a few, in about three minutes, we're going to come back with more in Fear and Trembling. Okay, Fear and Trembling is our Catholic game show, and we do this every morning, and we allow you to call the studio. Call us right now at 1-877-757-9424. 1-877-757-9424. There are prizes for you. Call right now. Our first caller, one 877-757-9424 Call us right now. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host... Joe McClain. Good morning. It's time to call right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for you to pick up that phone and dial 1-877-757-9424. 1-877-757-9424. We have our Catholic trivia happening right now. We have prizes. Rudy, tell us what we have. Excellent. Praise be to God. This week... In order, you know, I, I think about this all the time. You're like, how am I going to get the prize there? Like, what kind of prize should it be? And 
I just thought, you know, we're coming into June. It's the month of the Sacred Heart. And may the Sacred Heart of our Blessed Lord Jesus reign in every heart and in every nation. Uh, so to spread the devotion to the, the heart which has loved men so that it spared nothing, even exhausting itself to consuming itself, in order to testify to its love, we're giving away a beautiful Sacred Heart keepsake container. The Queen of Crowns Shop offers a large selection of Sacred Heart and decorative crown reproductions. Many of their Sacred Hearts open to reveal a space to place a prayer, a wish, or notes of gratitude and thanks, all in an old-world style that lends itself to a rustic European field, uh, feel. Please check out their website and get one for yourself at queenofcrowns.com. Queen of Crowns, thank you so much for sponsoring our game show this week. All right, so we're opening the, the lines right now. The phone lines are open. We've cleared all the lines right now, and we're, and we're waiting for you to call at one 757 9424 1-877-757-9424. Now, let me tell you a little secret about this. Fear and Trembling is a contest that we have here. It's a game show, and we, uh, we're going to throw out some questions out there, but you don't have to know the answer. You don't have to know the answer, because Rudy, Adrian, the questions are going to be going to them. And they're going to be giving us their answers. All you have to do is kind of discern, kind of like close your eyes and listen to see which one's being sneaky, which one's lying to you, and which one is right. Maybe that the discernment of the Spirit is going to have to work right there at that moment, right? And, uh, and, yeah. and see what happens. If you pick the right person, right, who's right, who's wrong, you're going to be able to uh, qualify for that amazing gift. Now, I, I just want to say... I am not the tricky one. Hmm. It's not hmm. me. I, some for some reason they call me Tricky Rudy, but that's not. I don't know where they. I don't know where they got that from. It's not me. It certainly is not me. No, but yo sé. Yo creo que sí. You 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 are a tricky one. Well, I'm I'm Poli Pepe. I'm Poli Pepe. How you doing? Are you seeing hola, hola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're sneaky. I think Adrian is super sneaky. I, I walk yeah, away to answer guy. the phones for five yeah. seconds, and utter chaos has broken out. Well, I have to break into the studio because uh, here Adrian Fonseca does not let me get into the studio and play with the microphone and everything. I do all the cleaning here in the building, but whatever. Yeah, okay. For those who are not watching online, uh, <laughs> Officer Robles uh, got his uh, his friend Pepe, who is half, he may or may not be a puppet, and was uh, speaking on uh, on the microphone there. All right, so let's go. Fear and trembling this morning. We got gifts, we got prizes. Let's go to the phone lines. We have uh, Jasmine. Jasmine from Florida. Buenos dias, wow, Señorita. How are you doing? Hola. Hi. Hi. I, I'm just great. How are you doing? Well, I I, I didn't start out so good, mm. but I turned on the radio and your station was oh, already on. Praise be to God. I'm 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 meditating at red light at, at, and now I'm getting coffee at my favorite coffee place and yeah so and and I'm very I'm, I'm, my mood has changed and I'm I'm very much you know better than I was ten minutes ago. Oh wow, nice that is job. awesome! Imagine what the radio does when you allow us to go into that very intimate part of your life, your vehicle, and and you and you allow uh, to for the word to go in there. Thank you so much for uh, joining us all the way from from Florida. I mean, the, the, I'm sure the weather is so beautiful out there, right? It's so it's it's. I mean, you don't have to wear a jacket. I mean, it's obviously summer, but you don't have to like. It's just, it's beautiful. You just walk in a pair of shorts and tank tops everywhere. People are flip-flops. It's, it's like super hot awesome. over there. It's like you're sweating all over the place. You have to kind of like, you know, you have to put some shorts on bit. and sweat. Just a little bit. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, Jasmine, are you familiar with the game? 
No, I'm actually not. Okay, check I, this I, out. I, check like this out. Know. We got we got these uh, trivia questions, right? I'm going to ask Adrian and I'm going to ask Rudy, and uh, and you're going to kind of like discern which one is telling you the truth, and you pick one who's right, who's wrong. Oh yeah. Okay, you got a fifty-fifty okay. chance. Okay? okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go with uh, Rudy. Rudy, are uh, you ready? I'm so ready. Estás listo. Sí, estoy bien. Preparado. Sí. La primera, the first question of this morning. Here it is. Okay. Who? Was the only person that was preserved from original sin? Uh, can you uh, speak Spanish? I don't, I don't who was the <laughs> only person who was preserved from original sin? All right. Well, that's easy. Okay, because it was Adam and Eve, right? He made them good. Uh, who let these guys in here? All right, Adam. Okay, let's let's go to the Adam and Eve. All right, Adam and Eve is my answer. That's what you're going with. Yeah, here we go. All right, Adrian, come on, shine some light on me here. All right, let's see. So Adam and Eve, I don't think they were preserved from original sin because they never had it to begin with. So Ah, I'm going to go with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Ah, the Blessed Virgin Mary. All right. Mm -hmm. So Jasmine, here it is. We got Rudy saying it's Adam and Eve, and we got Adrian saying that is our Blessed Virgin Mary. Who's right? Who's wrong? Say, what say okay, you? Okay, so just repeat the question. I want to make sure I have the words right in my head. All right. Who was, who was the only person that was preserved from original sin? Original sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Original sin. Um, you know, I mean, Adam, I want to say Adam and Eve, because, but then, you know, Adam and, 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 and you know, the apple, you know. Ad- ah, no, it... Um, mm-hmm. Our blessed Virgin Mary? Uh, it's the Mary. It's, it's Mary. Mary? I, I, I might be so <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yes. You got it. Let's go. All right. Second so question. Here we go. Second question. You, 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 got, you almost had me over here falling on my feet. Here. Jasmine, here we go. The next question. What is the title given to a servant of God? What is the title given to a servant of God? And for this question, we're going to go to Adrian primero. First, Adrian. Yes. Okay. The Uh-oh. title that is given mm. to a servant of God, who's okay. declared a servant of God by okay. the church, uh-huh. that would be saint. Saint? Mm-hmm. They're hmm. known as saint. Okay, saint. Adrian's going with okay. saint. Let's go with Rudy. Rudy, what do you say? Well, uh, saint is definitely in the procession, or the mm. uh, yeah, it follows what actually is known to be venerable. So there's always a step process, right? We go from ah. blessed to venerable to saints. And so I'm going to say venerable. All right, venerable. Okay, so uh, Adrian is saying that it's a saint, and uh, Rudy is saying venerable. What is the title given to a servant of God? Tell me, Jasmine, speaketh. Oh, golly. Um, I, I mean, I guess I, I have my stuff wrong. I didn't think it was either one. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I, 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 I get, you know, sometimes I get a little, face a little mixed up sometimes, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, all right, all right. I've always thought it was like the word prophet. Um, hmm. uh, hmm. Is it, I, is it Rudy? Is it Adrian? I think it's Rudy. Oh, the second one. You think it's Rudy? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Man, I'm going to go to Vegas with her. Yeah, I love this thought process. <laughs> I love it. You never get to hear that. The whole, your whole the brain, everything thinking going in there. All right, Jasmine, <laughs> you, you got two already. Let's go for the third one. I have a feeling you're going to get this one. The third question, and we're going to go with Rudy on this one first, is what is the title of honor granted to priests 
but which conveys no office or jurisdiction. Okay, well, that's easy. Mm -hmm. It's Monsignor. Mon which is the title that was typically given for that particular uh, uh, purpose, but now has been, mm. well, no, not, there aren't many monsignors anymore. Monsignor, monsignor, monsignor. Yeah. Hmm, okay, sounds pretty sophisticated. I like that. All right, let's go with Adrian. What do you say, Adrian? No, honestly, I'll be completely honest here. I don't know a lot mm -hmm. of languages. I only know English. But, you know, I always hear people going up to priests being, hey, Padre! And uh, that sounds like a very official uh, title, very honorable title. So I'm going to go with Padre. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So here we go, uh, Jasmine. We've got two answers right there. We got uh, Rudy saying that it's Monsignor, a very sophisticated title, real pretty. And then you got Adrian saying, um, you know, I'm being very honest, honest, honest. He says it like so many times, which makes me think there is something wrong with that. And he says, Padre, Jasmine from Tallahassee, Florida, what say you? It's the Monsignor. Monsignor. Well, you're able... Yeah! Wow. You're in for three. Man! Congratulations. Were you able to see that sneakiness that Adrian was kind of throwing around right there? Yeah? A little bit, but I, it kind of got me because he said Madre, but you said Madre. <laughs> <laughs> Madre, Madre. <laughs> I like that, I like that, I like that. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations. You're in the coffee cup of Divine Providence. Uh, you're going to be able to um, perhaps win on Friday. What is what is the gift again? So the gift this week is a, uh, it's a uh, sacred heart container. It's mm -hmm. made out of brass, very beautiful, with an old world European feel to it. And uh, I just want to thank again, queenofcrowns.com. Thank you for sponsoring our game show this week. And you're in for three. You got three chances to win this week, awesome. which is pretty great. But uh, we appreciate you tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. And we're so happy, praise God, that we were able to just let, let, lift your day up just Make a sure little bit. Make sure to stay on hold. We're going to get your information. And uh, that's going to do it for us today on Catholic thank Drive you. Time. Thank you so much for putting up with me, Adrian, and and Mr. Robles, and uh, last week we had uh, we had uh, uh, Brent Haynes on. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow we're back to normal. Joe McLean is back in the studio. But if you can, stick around with us on the after show. Join us on any social media platform and uh, look up Catholic Drive Time. See you there right after this short break. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Good morning and welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Monday of the sixth week of Easter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Alleluia, Alleluia, 
Alleluia. Ye sons and daughters, let us sing. The King of heaven, the glorious King. O'er death today rose triumphing. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we may celebrate with heartfelt devotion, that we may experience at all times the fruit produced by the Paschal observances through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. We set sail from Troas, making a straight run from Samothrace, and on this next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, a leading city in that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We spent some time in that city. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate along the river, where we thought there would be a place of prayer. We sat and spoke with the woman who had gathered there. One of them, a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, a worshiper of God, listened, and the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul was saying. After she and her household had been baptized, she offered us an invitation. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed on us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord takes delight in his people. Sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. The Lord takes delight in his people. Let them praise his name in the festive dance. Let them sing praise to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves his people, and he adorns the lowly with victory. 
the Lord takes delight in his people. Let the faithful exalt in glory. Let them sing for joy upon their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats. This is the glory of all his faithful. Alleluia. The Lord takes delight in all his people. Alleluia. 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 The Spirit of truth will testify to me, says the Lord, and you also will testify. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me. And you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue reading the Liturgy of the Word in this Easter season. We continue to hear about how the Apostles are proclaiming the Gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can see a number of dynamics at work. In the first place, the message that the Apostles are called to preach is, of course, the message of Jesus Christ. They have met the Lord. They know Him intimately. They believe and understand that the fullness of revelation has been given in Jesus Christ. And therefore, their work is to go and share and invite and propose Jesus to all those whom they encounter. Of course, today's gospel also points out the most important agent in the work of evangelization, which is namely the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we are told, also is testifying to Jesus in today's gospel. And what this means is the Holy Spirit is a hidden support but the most powerful support to the work of evangelization. On the one hand, it is the Holy Spirit who emboldens the apostles and the proclaimers of the word to be fearless, to know what to say and when to say it and how they are to say it. And on the other hand, the Holy Spirit is also there to help and nurture and prepare the heart of the listener. This is really what we hear quite beautifully in today's first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, that we're told that Lydia, who is a believer, but she has her heart prepared to be able to hear the word of God. And then she goes and makes the decision to have her family baptized and herself baptized as well. I think there we can see again the Holy Spirit as an agent preparing Lydia to be able to hear God's word and then to be able to cooperate fully and to respond to it. 
in summary, today's Liturgy of the Word invites us to remember some very important principles with respect to evangelization. Number one, the content of evangelization is Jesus Christ, who is the truth himself. Jesus is the one who was proposed by the apostles from the beginning and who continues to be proposed by those who work in evangelization today because the Lord Jesus is the fullness of truth and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The second important principle, the listener is also then worked on by the Holy Spirit to have their heart prepared to hear God's word. And then, of course, their freedom is never nullified, so they must make the decision to freely cooperate or not. And then, of course, we see as well the all-important principle of the evangelizer. The apostles go out boldly and fearlessly. They are willing and ready to proclaim Jesus at every turn because they have come to believe in him fully. And fourthly and finally, we see the most important instrument and agent of evangelization who is none other than the Holy Spirit. Though unseen, the Holy Spirit is the hidden support and motivator for the apostles, and the Holy Spirit is also that hidden agent who is the advocate, who is leading and guiding the listener as well to be able to hear the word of the Lord and respond. And so my brothers and sisters, as we go forward in today's liturgy, let us ask God for the grace that we too would be willing participants in the work of evangelization, that we would always remember that it is none other than Jesus Christ whom we are proposing and inviting people to come to know and be in relationship with them. And let us give thanks to God for the great gift of the Holy Spirit, who emboldens, who enlivens, and who assists and supports us in this great work. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for his physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all bishops and government leaders, that they would be guided by the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit in all their decisions. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith, and experience the healing touch of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those who have asked for our prayers, for all those joining us online and through radio, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association. We pray to the Lord. We pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the work of evangelization in the church, that all those who are baptized would remember their calling to be participants in the mission of Jesus, that we would go and disciple and make disciples of all nations. We pray to the Lord. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. 
it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and the glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with the sacrificial offerings, so that, purified by your graciousness, we may be conformed to the mysteries of your mighty love through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God, it is right and just, it is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all, to lodge you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfillment in the reality of the cross and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic host, sing together the unending hymn of your glory, as they acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he, who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. <clears throat> to you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants, 
and all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, for they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls and hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. <clears throat> Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, with eyes raised to heaven to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more, giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ, your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, Offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. 
Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, in all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus indicere, pater noster, Qui es in celis, sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicud in celo et in terra, panem nostrum coditianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, Sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. <clears throat> Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, Miserere nobis, agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, 
but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament, my Jesus. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Sing to Jesus, is the scepter, is the throne. Alleluia, is the triumph, is the victory alone. Hark the songs of peaceful Zion, Thunder like a mighty flood. Jesus out of every nation has redeemed us by his blood. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those you were pleased to renew by eternal mysteries may attain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thank Thanks be to God. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, Vita Dulcedo, et spes nostra salve. A te clamamus, exules filii eve, a te suspiramus, gementes et flentes, in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, illos tuos, misericordes oculos, ad nos converte. Et The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. 
be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Keep it tuned right here on KSHJ, Houston, Texas, 1430 AM. It's food for your immortal soul all day and all night. 